Hello everyone and welcome back to the Cyclocross Social Podcast. Today I'm joined by Twan. Hello. We'll be talking about the ATS Cross in Essa, some nice midweek cyclocross. It's always nice to have that in your Christmas break. As you hear, my cold has gotten a bit better, so my voice is hopefully a bit better as well. Let's start off with talking about the men's race. The men's race, it wasn't the best race at the beginning of the race. It were Hermans and Sveik who opened a small gap with Pitcock in a group for third place. And in fifth or sixth place, it was Mathieu van der Poel who didn't have the best start. He was with Don Arts, but at some point um, he bridged the gap towards the Pitcock group and it all merged together and we got four leaders, which were then Sveik, Hermans, Pitcock and van der Poel. Then somewhere in lap 3 or 4, Pitcock made two mistakes in the same amount of corners and he lost the connection with that group. He never came back uh, to the front actually, so he eventually ended third um, because um, Laugen Zweig and Hermans, they kept pacing but ultimately it was Van der Poel with one attack which was enough to drop them. Hermans was then in second with Zweig in third until Zweig punctured and he fell back into fourth place. So it was Mathieu van der Poel who took his third win in four races in front of Quinten Hermans and Tom Pitcock. So it was then van der Poel who won here today. Personally, I thought he was riding on cruise control. He never really looked to be uh, in any sort of trouble. What did you think, Twan? Yeah, I think he definitely had something in reserve today. It, it never really looked like uh, he had to go all out. I, I think uh, he put in a serious lap when he rode away from Hermans and Swake, And then he just... Uh, put in laps which would keep his advantage the same as it was and uh, I, I think we see that with a nice uh, 11 second advantage coming over the finish line uh, just keeping in mind I think uh, what is a very busy, busy Christmas period I agree I think he always had a bit of uh, extra riding on cruise control definitely you could see at the start not wanting to go full but then when he was getting in some kind of situation where you thought oh maybe uh, this is not where you want to be caught behind the split when he closed that gap so easily that was for me the sign that Mathieu van der Poel was definitely going to win the race and with his head he was probably at tomorrow tomorrow the race in Herentals and the X2O Badkamer Trophy of course it doesn't count for any classification but it's such a busy period because then there's a two-day break um, where they can celebrate Christmas but after that it's uh, two races back to back once again so I think it's definitely smart from van der Poel to not give it his absolute everything here today. But Hermans, he ended second here. I think, um, although the competition wasn't exactly the strongest, but it's be there or be square. And in this case, Hermans was there, better race than he had the last couple of weeks. It, he is slowly improving. And as we said in the beginning of the season, ultimately, Hermans' talent will come to the top and I think this is definitely a solid step forward for Quinton Hermans here for the Tormans team. Yeah, I think uh, this kind of race is useful for certain types of riders and those are the types that are still looking for that little bit of confidence. Uh, I, I think uh, that is what you can gain out of this race and I think that is definitely something that Quinton Hermans would have gotten. Uh, puts in a very solid performance today, he can be happy with this and uh, a nice second place to boot. And for once you could actually see that he didn't really explode. Of course you already saw it in Namur and you've seen it that he f his pace it drops later and later in the race. And for this time he was actually able to keep the same pace for almost the entire race. I think maybe in the beginning I was still a bit afraid that he would explode and fall back. But he definitely proved me wrong here finishing second like, uh, like I said. And the Tormund cyclocross team really needs to get results like this because so far it's been a dreadful season for them. 
Uh, yeah, I think I think things aren't quite going right. Uh, you really need one of the top guys to get those wins, uh, and preferably you need them to be in peak form before Van der Poel and Van Aert come into the field. And I think they missed out on that with the crash of Hermans and Van Kessel riding better as time went on. Also, just not quite there with what was quite a busy road program at the start of the season. Uh, so I, I think it's good to see them coming back into form and I expect one of them to race uh, later in the Christmas period as well and maybe collecting that uh, first uh, victory for uh, Tormans in Belgium. The teammate of Hermans uh, van Kessel wasn't there just like Van Tournout and Lieserbeet but someone who was here is Pitcock, he then isn't riding tomorrow. He ended third here today, I think he didn't have the best day today. That mistake also really cost him, it looked to be completely break up his rhythm and in the beginning I thought, oh Pitcock perhaps the second place, maybe he can stick on with Van der Poel if Van der Poel takes it easy and can challenge him. But then those two mistakes in two corners, to me it looked like he maybe had a bit too much tire pressure in that corner because it was a pretty hard course tire pressure wise. The top layer was super slippery but underneath the top layer they were riding at some place where it used to have train tracks so it was super easy to puncture there, maybe a bit uh, you can compare it a bit to BLS. So I think maybe he had a bit too much tire pressure there, ultimately caused, uh, um, causing him to make those two mistakes. And that then resulted in him uh, dropping off. And I think the tire pressure was an issue because ultimately he changed his bike uh, after that as well. And he looked to have a bit more grip after that tire change. Yeah, it's at some points his body language seemed to suggest that he wasn't quite feeling it today as well. I, I think um, for myself, I really saw a difference. Um, uh, before swake punctures and after I, I thought he really changed up his body language and he really went chasing for that podium uh, as soon as he realized that he ha had an actual shot of making it again um, which which was good to see and uh, he ends up uh, getting it as well I agree on that one, especially because if you remember back, Pitcock at some point was 40 seconds down, ultimately ending 18 seconds down. So I think that is definitely a sign that Pitcock, um, there was more in this for Pitcock than he ultimately got out of it. Yeah, I do also think that he got lucky with the Swake puncture. I, I don't think he would have uh, been able to beat him uh, had he not punctured, uh, which is of course very unfortunate for Swake finishing fourth here today. But he said himself uh, he was very happy with his performance, and it's all about the feeling. Uh, results in a cross like this don't did they matter? But it's not the end of the world. Yeah, I agree. And for Sveik, he should probably focus on the next races. Um, let's actually take a look at the entire top 10. We had Van der Poel in front of Hermans, Pitcock and Sveik, the guys we just discussed. In fifth place, we find Tone Aerts in front of Philippe Oorts, Ryan Kamp, Jim Arnouts and Nicolas Kleppe and Ben Turner round off the top 10. Let's go straight back to fifth place, Tone Aerts. I would like to talk about him briefly. Again, not a great result for him. One minute, 13 down in the end. Personally, I think that Tone Aerts should ride Zolder because he's still good in the super prestigious standings and then take some time off the bike actually and definitely no racing focus on training reset some things reset his systems go to spain do a bit of training and then come back towards the belgian championships because things are not going the way they should be going for him or at least the way he wants them to be going yeah um during the race i heard something about him being hit by a van this past week of training um i'm, I'm not sure uh, uh, I, I hadn't heard anything about it for sure, so I'm not actually sure if this is uh, true, but it... 
No, it is. It is. In uh, last week, before Namuri got hit by a van, and um, it, he said it didn't hamper him in Namur, but I think that shows the class of Tone Arts. He doesn't want to show any excuses, but I do think it is hampering him uh, in some sort of way. Yeah, I would agree. He said only his ass hurts a little bit, um, but uh, I, I think there's definitely more going on. Just maybe the body being a bit in shock and just being in a bit of recovery is causing him to miss a few percents here. And of course, at the highest level, that is going to make for huge differences in performances. Uh, so I think this is going to be a tough Christmas period for him. Hopefully he can recover uh, toward the World Championships. For the back in the top 10, we also see some other interesting names. I mean, Orts and Kamp, it's definitely a bit, especially for Orts, a bit above his standard. Kamp, another good performance. But then 8, 9 and 10, we see Arnaus in front of Kleppe and Turner. They, these are the guys that are really benefiting from the weaker start field, of course. Like I said, it's be there or be square. But these guys are absolutely taking the advantage. Normally, they finish around places 15 to 20. This time, they finish in the back end of the top 10. I think all these guys can be satisfied. Yeah, I think uh, they should certainly be happy with these performances, especially Arnaut and Clap. Uh, I think, taking advantage of some of the top guys not being there. Uh, I, I certainly see some people behind them that I think normally uh, beat uh, those two, actually. So I, I think they are really happy with what they have done. Of course, they know this is a weaker start field, and they took maximum advantage of it. Yeah, I agree. Normally, you see guys like Tone van der Bos and perhaps even Thijs Arts. Arts being a bit... Up in the ranks on them, and this time 8th and 9th, definitely good for them. 10th, Ben Turner, another of, one of these talented British guys, 21 years old from Chintony Racing. We talked about him on the podcast with Cameron Mason a few weeks ago. I think he can also move forward from this, because he hasn't been riding super long this season. I think this is his 5th cross or something, so definitely not a lot of races under his belt. And then uh, ending in 10th here, I think he can also move forward from here and perhaps uh, be challenging for the top 10 more frequently. Yeah, we definitely see an upward trend with uh, his results as well. Uh, started off in Max Plus, not all too well. Uh, got the nice U23 um, World Cup in Tabor where he was able to get onto the podium. Uh, and then did uh, a little better in Boom, finishing near the top 20. Nearly getting a top 10 in Gavre and uh, 23rd last weekend, uh, last Sunday in Namur. So uh, he's definitely showing signs of improvement. And uh, hopefully we'll see him a little more during this Christmas period, getting some nice results. And even though the start field might be a bit weaker, causing them to have these good results, it's definitely a mental thing as well. I mean, at the end, a top 10 is a top 10. And you should not underestimate how important the mental part of the sport is. If you ride in that top 10, you next time you will start with more confidence and be more... Yeah, confident in yourself and ride your race differently and I think it definitely makes a, a good step up a race like this with maybe a bit weaker start field a C2 race but it is in Belgium and I think ultimately yeah, these guys like Turner and Klepper they will definitely move forward from here and maybe even some guys just outside of the top 10 like Rouillet finally getting a good race ending 11th yeah, as uh, I said as well when, when we talked about uh, Swake, uh, for some people this is just to find confidence and it's great for some of them to see uh, that they can actually perform uh, and get those top 10s even if it's on a weaker field. It can just be what they need to make that step, like I said, and I definitely agree that someone like Swake uh, also benefits from his good performance here today. 
Then let's talk about the women's race. The three main riders who have been dominating the season so far, Betsema, Brandt and Alvarado, weren't there. That left some opportunities for some other riders, Marianne Vos, for example, making her comeback. How did that race go off, Twan? Uh, we had a quick start by Norbert Ribero and Anna Kay really taking the initiative, Kasselijn joining them as well. And we ended up with quite a big group of about 8 riotsters as it slowly whittled down. Unfortunately it was Kasselijn who had some issues with her chain and uh, she unfortunately got it stuck and uh, DNF'd the race. It was Vash who took initiative after and it was a little mistake with uh, Vos right behind her waiting to pounce and pounce she did. She rode away from the rest of the women uh, splitting up the field and uh, she looked in control as she headed for the finish line. Clozel really trying to chase her down but wasn't quite able to do it finishing 6 seconds behind in 2nd place and it is Inger van der Heide who keeps Catablanca Vos off for the final podium spot. Definitely a lot to talk about here in the women's race. Let's start off with the winner, Marianne Vos, making her comeback just like last year in Esse. And just like last year, she won. Definitely impressive stuff. Uh, especially the start impressed me where she was starting on the fourth row and immediately overtook a lot of riders moving already up in the, to, the, to the top 10 after one or two corners. Definitely impressive stuff and it shows that Marianne Vos is once again a force to be reckoned with in the field this year. Yeah, it was uh, quite impressive how she moved up, uh, especially when I saw her think uh, come come really into that group at the uh, like during the first lap. I was like, she actually looks in control, and uh, from there on out, it just looked very calm the whole race round, not making too many mistakes. And uh, yeah, it was just waiting for that one attack when she was going to try it, and well, it was uh, the golden attack as it got her the victory. Well, Vos, she managed to open that gap and nothing to do away from her class because she was definitely a strong ride today. But Vos, she made that mistake. For me, I never really had the idea that Vos was really in this race. She was chasing from the beginning of the race. Um, then she already made some mistakes. She wasn't able to follow Vos coming through towards the front. Ultimately, she then took the lead when the pace dropped a bit. That was the only moment I really thought, ooh, now Vos has gotten into a rhythm. And then she made that mistake, uh, costing Voss to come away. Then she was second, then crashing in the last lap, costing her the podium. For me, I think Voss never was really in a rhythm. Only that moment that she took the lead, I thought, ooh, yeah, now Voss is going to come here and she's going to win or end second. But besides that, I think Voss was just not her day here today. I would have to agree with parts of that. It never really felt like she was as composed as we have seen her before. And it never really felt like she had that control that she, for example, had in Namur. Where at times it looked a little bit bad, but uh, she would come back. And uh, yeah, it's just very unfortunate. Could have, could very well have podiums here. But uh, a, a bit of an unfortunate crash in the last lap really costing it for her. And I thought she would win actually before the race. She was my pick to win here. And in terms of that, it's a bit strange. If you look at the parkour here today, it was muddy. And then you would like expect some type of riders. But in the end, there's other type of riders that come to the front. I mean, this is a parkour where you would really expect some names um, to do well that didn't do well. And some names to uh, struggle a bit that did do well. For example, like Inger van der Heide, she loves a fast parkour she's never really done well in the mud and then look at what parkour we find here today a lot of 
slippery sections and for the first time this season she ends on the podium third place finally showing her talent and for me i definitely didn't expect that on this parkour yeah i think we have a lot of women here today that are on a similar level and i think it's also a bit of a mental thing of who wants it most and i think uh, we see that with inger van der heide not quite having the best season with a little bit of a foot injury as well uh on a course that doesn't really suit her performing above expectations and like we said with the men's race a bit of a weaker field here but once again it goes be there or be square and it can definitely help van der heide finally a podium and if you look at the riders where she's between i mean behind her it's Voss and k and further down the top 10 you see anik van alfa these are riders that she's been behind week after week now and now she's definitely left them in the dust like far behind i think van der heide can definitely move forward and she's coming into form at the right time because we're heading towards the most important time of the season yeah, I think today there's a lot of women as well uh, that will take this as a great confidence boost going into the rest of the season. Uh, Clozel also doing a superb job here today. Uh, I think this will be uh, an amazing confidence boost uh, for the rest of her year as well. Yeah, we didn't even discuss her. Perrine Clausel ending second here, the rider from France. And also for her, I didn't expect this. If you look at what type of parkours suited her, you saw the faster parkourses in Leuven. And in that time of the season, that was the time that she really stormed to the front. Fast parkour in Tabor with a fast start. She struggled a bit on the what heavier parkourses with mud. And today, a muddy parkour. But second, definitely a good result for her as well. Like you said, she can move forward from here. But what do you then expect from Clausel and van der Heide going forward in the season? Do you think they can, if Brandt and uh, the others return, do you think that they will be able to be somewhere around places five um, in the results? Yeah, I definitely think there will be weekends where they will be able to do that. Uh, I hope, uh, especially from Van der Heide, that she'll uh, be able to place in the top 10 more consistently. Uh, we haven't really seen that from her this uh, season so far, uh, whereas uh, Clozel has been there or thereabouts uh, a few times. Yeah, and I think ultimately Van der Heide will be... Perhaps if she can return to this form, she will be one of the favorites at the World Championships because, remember, she's still under 23. And I think there we will have a great battle with Voss and Van der Heide, Pieters, uh, who else is there? Um, well, um, yeah, Kay and uh, Riberol. We'll come to those a bit later, but I think we can definitely be in for a good treat there uh, in both the women's elite as the women's under 23 race, if the race goes through, actually. Let's take a look at the entire top 10 then. It was Voss who won in front of Clausel and Van der Heide, like we said. Then we saw Cataplanca, Voss, Anarche, Riberol, Arzufi, Van Alphe, Verdonschot and Alicia Frank. Then the first two I would like to discuss here are the two riders from the Star Casino team, Kay and Riberol. Fifth and sixth, I personally feel like they exploded uh, after the fast beginning of the race. They paid the toll for that. Yeah, it really felt like uh, Anna Kay... Uh, on an interview as well, she, she she said that this felt like a parkour that she would see more often in England. And I think she really went into it with confidence, but didn't quite have the ability today to back it up. Uh, I was quite happy as well to see Ribro, uh actually starting very well um, and still getting a sixth place, which I think is decent for her. It hasn't been the greatest season so far. Um, but yeah, indeed, especially Ribro blew up quite badly here, uh, finishing behind w with more than 50 seconds. 
to be completely honest, I expected that Ribeiro would fall back, but I expected Ribeiro to fall back together with Van der Heide, but Van der Heide was able to keep the pace and Ribeiro fall back, uh, fell back, but... I mean, for Ribeiro, it hasn't been a great season so far for her either. Struggling, I think um, also COVID hasn't been the easiest um, for her in France. France had a pretty strict lockdown and it's really hard to recover from that. But on the other hand, it is a slight improvement here, finishing in front of someone like Ribeiro, uh, Ribeiro finishing in front of someone like Arzufi and Verdonschot. Somebody also disappointed me was the runner-up in Namur, Clara Honsinger, only 11th today. I mean... Okay, it wasn't the same amount of climbing, but on the other hand, if you're good in Namur, it means that you're in uh, good form, and I did expect better than 11th. Yeah, as you said, I, I think she really didn't find a parkour to her liking, uh, and, and it shows in the, uh, in the result as well, not really getting a great start again. This seems to be a bit of a theme with Clara Hunsinger. Uh, which is unfortunate and makes these kinds of races really hard because coming from the back uh, on a more technical parkour just it, it just isn't easy at all and uh, yeah we'll, we'll have to hope for something better think uh, the race of tomorrow apparently would suit her more well that brings us actually into the next topic the race of tomorrow the x2o badkamers trophy in herentals the replacement of loonhout they're racing on a brand new parkour somewhere near some skiing hill or something and i don't know the parkour because it's new but i've heard sanne kant it's in her backyard saying it's a super hard parkour um paul herreigers has said that this is probably the parkour where van aert can come closest to van der poel so i must i can only imagine this is a super tough parkour with a lot of climbing and i can see on the map that they go through some athletics stadium as well so i think this is it looks like a long parkour as well i think there can be enough here but let's start off with the women's race uh, basically all the big names are there uh Honsinger, well we can expect her here but alvarado brand kastelein vorst um and Betsema, they're all here tomorrow. I think we can be in for a treat here. But on the other hand, it's really hard to say anything. But if it's a tough parkour like we currently expect, do you think that it will ultimately be the same guys as in Namur? Um, yeah, I think we'll see similar results. Ivan um, draw back a week to Havre, and then I think you get a complete picture of who should be up there. A uh, few people, of course, not having quite the same performances over both weeks. Um, yeah, for the women's race, I, if it's as tough as people are saying, then I think this has brand written all over it. I think so as well, but I do think that then Honsinger will struggle a bit more, but that will mainly be down to the fact that she rid a, a race today, and I mean, maybe she didn't go 100%, we didn't even say that, that could be a possibility of a slightly worse result, but on the other hand, I mean... Um, it, it doesn't, you don't, even if you ride a race on 80%, if you have to come at the start line the next day, you will definitely still feel that. Yeah, it differs from person to person as well, of course. Some people are able to process it a little better than others, and we'll see um, how Clara Honsinger copes with it. Then the last question about the women's race for tomorrow. What do you expect about uh, the winner of today, Marianne Vos? I think it will be tough uh, with uh, the likes of uh, Brandt, Betsema and Alvarado there. Uh, but maybe she can give us a good battle for a podium spot. Um, certainly hope that she'll get a top 5 at the very least. I think tomorrow will be a 
harder race for her. She rid today. She looked to be going pretty deep. And on the real climbing park courses last year, like in Namur, it's, it didn't really come out there for her. So I think she will struggle a bit more. But still, top 10 should be possible, in my opinion. Then a brief look ahead at the men's race where Tom Pitcock isn't starting, but uh, Van der Poel is and Isabit is as well. And Wout van Aert is actually starting as well. And don't forget the others, uh, Michael van Toornhout, Quinten Hermans, Lars van der Haar, Laurens Zweig. Well, you know the drill. Do you expect Isabit to be able to put up a challenge against Van der Poel and van Aert? It will be interesting to see, of course, we didn't get to see any of that in Namur and uh, also in Gavre we saw quite a bad start from him which pretty much took him out of the running. Um, so I think uh, he, he can maybe challenge but ultimately I think he'll end up coming short of winning here. Um, yeah, we don't really have the greatest indicators even though we've had two weekends of apparently similar park horses. It's super hard to tell as well because we don't know enough about the parkour to really make a preview about it. Um, it's it's hard to tell. We see a lot of corners, but are these corners uphill or downhill? There isn't any height map either. No video footage available so far. So I think we the best thing we can do is just wait until tomorrow. And after the race, we'll be back with a new podcast. Uh, yeah, I think maybe a brief look at the classifications um, in the men's. It is Isbeet who leads with more than two minutes over Van der Haar. Um, I, I think that's pretty solid. Um, looks to be, yeah, we wouldn't expect that lead to change. Uh, whereas the women's has quite a bit more interest in it. Uh, it is Brand leading and then from 50 seconds to one minute and two seconds, it is uh, Jara Kastelein, Denise Betsma and uh, Annemarie Worst. Well, hopefully we'll have uh, two exciting races tomorrow in Herentals. Tuan, thank you for joining. Thank you for having me on. Tomorrow we'll be back uh, with another midweek podcast about cyclocross, the XVO Badkamers Trophy in Herentals. If you're wondering where you can watch this, make sure to check cyclocross.social.com and you will be provided with links where you can watch the race. I would like to thank every single one of you for listening. Have a great Christmas period and make sure to tune in tomorrow for the next episode of the Cyclocross Social Podcast about the XVO Badkamers Trophy in Herentals. Goodbye.